Thank you so much for being here today. We are speaking with a very special guest today. His name is Daniel Ambrosi. He is all the way from California, but we are side by side thanks to this amazing space, which is called Special. And here is where we meet in these beautiful galleries and interview these amazing artists. So today we're going to be discussing with him anything related with his inspiration, his art, the use of artificial intelligence and where this is going. Thank you so much for being here today and let's jump to the interview. Thank you so much, Daniel, for being here today with us. Please let us know who you are, what do you get the inspiration from to create this amazing art, and any other introduction that you want to delight us with. Okay, so my name is Daniel Ambrosi, and um, I have been very much... Uh, an, an avid skier, hiker, and traveler for most of my life, and have had this experience um, that I don't know if if this is true for a lot of other people. I suspect it is, but when I'm hiking in a beautiful place uh, that may be beautiful everywhere, like say Glacier National Park, um, I could be hiking all day long, and you're in the midst of this absolutely beautiful. Uh, landscape, but there comes a time every once in a while, not very often, just maybe a handful of times during the course of the day, where suddenly the scene snaps into um, a moment, a composition, a, 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 just an experience that is special. And it's like a bell rings when that happens. Um, and it takes my breath away. Uh, and I don't know exactly why or how it happens in these particular uh, viewpoints uh, or, or conditions, uh, lighting, whatnot. But when it happens, it really, it really captures my attention. And I've attempted for years, for decades, to capture that experience using traditional photography um, in a two-dimensional image in a powerful enough way that I can maybe hopefully share that experience with other people uh, when I come back from my trips. And unfortunately, traditional photography doesn't really make that quite possible. And that frustrated me for a long time. Uh, so I experimented over the years. I have a, a background in architecture first, which is what I studied uh, as an undergraduate and ended up doing for 10 years in the professional world. But I also have a master's degree in 3D graphics. So, and I, you know, I studied some art history in college. So I have, you know, a good background in design and art history and 3D graphics and computer graphics in general. So I had a lot of tools to pull out of my toolbox to try to um, achieve what I was trying to achieve, uh, experimenting in incrementally over a course of decades, um, when suddenly uh, a combination of a, I had a eureka moment actually right in front of this canyon here on this info wall uh, at the top here, right under where it says dreamscapes.ai, this orange canyon. Um, this is, was not the actual picture, but this was the location where I had an experience 10 years ago, almost exactly 10 years ago, that really started my art career in earnest, where I 
realized that the way to capture this scene was to pull together a number of computational photography techniques into one sort of unique mix that um, worked and really started off this process and enabled me to create immersive, vibrant, highly detailed, massive photographs or <clears throat> panoramas that gave people the impression that they could step inside the scene. And that really sort of started, I, at that point I figured I, I was onto something, I, I think there's a way to um, communicate perhaps finally this experience. And I started to get there. Um, but it's been a long process since, and it wasn't until five years later, about five years ago, that I started introducing artificial intelligence to the mix to really complete this process of somehow pouring into a two-dimensional image the visual, visceral, and cognitive elements of what goes on when you perceive a great landscape composition. Um, and that's really what I set out to do. I, I, it appears that I'm having some success achieving that. Uh, people commonly say, it feels like I can step right into that scene. And wow, this is nothing like what I thought it was. And, and, it, and it makes them not only see what I saw, but feel what I saw. And, and it makes them think. So I, I think a short way to sum that up is I'm trying to make images, two-dimensional images that are beautiful and make people think. Um, That's amazing. make people Thank feel so and much. think. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that is to say, is it correct to state that it is to produce an immersive experience for the viewer? Yeah, but it goes beyond immersion. Uh, for me, immersion is really about how wide angle in both horizontal and vertical directions uh, your image presents. It also has to do with the dynamic range of the lighting and colors that map more to what we see as humans as opposed to what cameras see. And it also has to do with the fact that um, healthy eyes see great detail everywhere they look. So that combination of wide angle views, uh, vibrancy and detail is what I finally you know, clicked together 10 years ago. Um, and that, and when he has exhibited, in fact, he had the first AI art exhibition in a bona fide New York City gallery a few years ago, um, they chose awesome work, just great work that, that were sort of new, you know, uh, usually s somewhat abstract, um, you know, art uh, uh, images that, that were just really stunning. Um, that's not what I'm doing, but that, that, that has already been shown to be possible to have AI being creative in that way. Uh, I think we have to put quotes around creative, again, because we're not at the point of um, machine consciousness and and um, sentience. Um, but it's pretty amazing. It's pretty out there. 
Now I am taking a, like I said, an approach that's clearly on the other end where I'm starting with source material <clears throat> that's very unique to me. There are some other artists that do that as well. Um, and, and that train, uh, they train their AI specifically on stuff that they've created, like sketches or photographs of tulips, you know, people like Anna Riddler and Helena, Helena Saren. Um, they're doing some real interesting blends of, of human AI art. In my case, it's a computational photography base that I'm applying my AI to. Um, and, uh, and there's so much possibility in between. So where it goes from here, I think, is, is we already see the foundations of that. And it will just get more interesting, I, I think, across the spectrum both in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, machine, machine generated and, and human AI hybrid art. Thank you so much. That's, that's very interesting. Yes. To see where it's going to be in a few years. So speaking mm -hmm. about you, what are the projects that you are working on right now and what's new coming for you? Um, so one thing that I continue to do, uh, which has been tough during COVID is, is, um, I haven't been able to do during COVID is to go on major photo expeditions and capture new source material. Uh, right now I have a couple of um, major expeditions planned for the fall. I'll be in Rhina, Norway on the, in the Lofoten Islands for uh, two weeks in uh, between September and October, and then in the hills of Northern Tuscany uh, for almost the same amount of time between October and November. Fingers crossed all that happens. Right now, right now Norway is still closed. <laughs> it's very nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still have three months to go, and, uh, mm. you know, they have a lot more people to vaccinate, so I, I hope all that happens. Uh, so I'll continue to go on photo expeditions and create um, uh, new captures and dream them in the approaches that I've done before. But over the course of the evolution of, of uh, the, the AI augmented work over the last five years, I've gone from full scene, um, single pass dreamscapes to what I call grand scale, multi-pass dreamscape details like you see in these big pictures here around this room. Um, these are details of larger panoramas that have been upscaled in multiple passes at multiple scales mm -hmm. with multiple types of dreaming. Um, and I've explored, uh, have you been behind this info wall to see the infinite dreams where I sort of apply a cubist approach uh, on, on the, behind the Japanese tea garden wall is it our uh, dream noir scenes where I uh, uh, do some sort of graphic novel inspired uh, dreaming styles. I keep exploring the graphic possibilities. I'm, like I said, I'm a pure opportunist. I'll use any tools that can help me um, execute uh, ideas that I have. I've started to create some three-dimensional works of which this cube in the middle is sort of an example of. Um, I'm working with uh, a gallery that's focused on augmented reality exhibitions. Um, that are, you know, all 3D graphics focused uh, representations of my work. I feel like right now I'm sort of at the top of my game. I have a huge tool set. And what I really would like to see my art career um, um, 
sort of transformed to is more commissioned work. So for example, I won't name names, but there's a um, prominent Silicon Valley law firm that has approached me and they're interested in me creating dreamscapes of their office locations, you know, the, the, the areas around their offices in six places in the world. Uh, so I would basically shoot panoramas from rooftops in um, a variety of places. If I tell you everywhere, then you'll guess who the firm is. <laughs> but, um, but then they're leaving it up to me to uh, create a series of dreamscape light boxes for their offices of multiple sizes um, that is really exciting to me because I, I could, you know, put together a, a, a thematic collection that uses all of these sort of approaches I've taken. You can imagine a, a, a double dose or a full scene dreamscape of large scale in their lobby and then some mid-sized pieces down the hallway of, of infinite dreams and abstract dreams and, you know, other things like that. Um, I'm just itching to get into more focused projects like that uh, where I'm, mm. I've got this repertoire, I've got this toolbox and, and, uh, and I've refined it. I, I'm, I really feel like I'm at the top of my game. So if anyone watching this interview is, uh, you know, interested in commission projects unique to their locations, again, my art is very location based. It starts with photography, right? Um, so think about it in those terms. Um, I believe I can produce a body of work and, and um, a thematic collection for that client that will delight them yeah, and delight their sure. audience. Those are amazing news, Daniel. Congratulations. Hopefully everything goes um, as expected and you get growing and growing with this amazing and professional and very artistic work that you do. Thank you so much for your time. I really My appreciate pleasure. all the insight that you very kindly has shared today with us, especially your insight on the use of artificial intelligence in your own art and the process that you follow. So thank you so much. Thank you. I hope my answers weren't too long. I know once I get talking about this stuff, I, <laughs> I go on for a while. It, it's, I'm very passionate about it, but I really exactly. appreciate and it. This and... Is, yes, this is how it is. Uh, this is a work of passion. So this is what people always love to listen to because this is contagious, you know, so your message really comes across due to Excellent. your passion and to your sharing of all the process. People really want to see artists like you with so much quality and so much insight to share. Thank you so much, Daniel. 